What's going on, Bud Mashers? I'm Mr. Gamer, and welcome to SBR Reports Episode 61, Nintendo Switch Online, Mainstream Esports, PlayStation Classic, and more. Unfortunately, Ms. Duval will not be joining us for this specific podcast. She's off doing some very intense training, something to do with helping out the mayor, pom-poms, and getting good. The note that I have here is underlined scrub. Not sure exactly where that came from, but let's get started. And the first thing we're going to talk about today is the fact that after who knows how long, because I guess some people just don't understand how new things work, finally video game esports is now considered modern news, I suppose. As posted by the Washington Times, new owner of LA Times sees video games, comma, esports as evolution of modern news media. Um, to be honest, it's about time. I believe that we had Ninja Blevins on the cover of ESPN. So at, at at some point you would have the expectation that yes, maybe people would actually try to take video games seriously. I mean, money, it it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense to me. The billionaire owner of the Los Angeles Times has made a career and multi-billion dollar fortune from attempting to cure cancer as well as the pervasive ills of the healthcare system writ large. Now focusing on reviving the fourth estate of the West Coast, Dr. Patrick Soon Xiong is turning to an unlikely ally, one which he will believe will be central to real news engagement. Video games. Alright, I can I can definitely understand that. I am I'm concerned about how this real news engagement is actually going to play out, considering the fact that most comments left on news publications such as Polygon, it's really unfortunate that they are considered um, news outlets, but Polygon, Kotaku, and The Guardian are riddled with such amazing comments. And by amazing comments, I mean they're almost worse than YouTube comments, which is only one step above 4chan trolls. So hopefully you get my point. Um, He states that the most evolved engagement engine is video game. Fortnite, the millennials. I love that. Just the millennials. Just boom. Because all millennials play Fortnite. All millennials don't play Fortnite. Continuing on. The millennials across Twitch interconnect and communicate. We could take an engine like this and find a way to enhance a different form of social networking games and add an element of storytelling. Uh, The article also states that adding that this quote unquote great fear is fake news and disinformation and that the current generation of social networks has facilitated an increased degree of tribalism. Soon Xiong hopes to create a quote unquote information of joy that can bring about a new kind of interactivity with news stories. Now, news on its own is always something that you are either i guess you can be reporting on something live as is happening like people uh, report on um you know wonderful events happening at a baseball game but most of the time what you're reporting on is something that's already happened so i guess are you trying to turn what the washington are you trying to make it more like like youtube or like twitch where it's 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 that live and you'll have your your newscasters reading off some sort of chat prompt or something like that i'm i'm curious i suppose um i i do appreciate the fact that i guess news needs to be more interactive because people's attention spans aren't that high with some things but i'm a color me concerned that's that's the best way i can put it i am I, i do appreciate the fact that there seems to be some sort of um 
some sort of push to make things a little bit more interesting as far as news goes, considering the fact that most of it is... Um, man, I'm trying to find the best way to put it. Uh, la, la, la. Okay, there we go. It's uh, it's boring, so I do, sup- I do see how you want to try to make it a little bit more en- engaging, but... Um, Let's let's see exactly where we can let's see exactly where we can go with that. Uh, the next thing up is actually going to be what I think of the Nintendo Switch Online. Now it has only been out for two days, and considering the fact that I do believe that uh, just today Nintendo Switch Online and it's about uh, thirty ROMs that it has available was already hacked. So. Um, you can't have you can't have a good thing for too long, especially on the internet. Now, between the three big the, between the three big names in gaming, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, Nintendo does have the cheapest of the online support, um, with it being only twenty bucks for a year. That is amazing. Now, the other side of that coin is that. Though this is the first time that Nintendo is making you pay for certain online games. Let me also make sure that that's clear. You are not paying for every single online game to play online. Fortnite, for example, which is free to play, you will not need to have Nintendo Switch online in order to play that. That's great. You all, you unfortunately with um, Xbox and Sony, you do have to pay, f- pay for your online subscription with them. So... Eh, little less than optimal there. But to ding Nintendo again with the fact that we already know you can only have certain games supported with cloud save. And this is to deter hackers. And I guess the hackers are like, okay, I guess since we can't go after cloud save, let's go after your ROMs. Since we totally can't just get an emulator on your computer or on your phone or on your tablet and just download it all already. We're just going to go after what you already put on there and get it because I guess sometimes people really want to network play tech mobile, I suppose. I've never really found a use for that, but hey, hackers are going to get what they want. And obviously they have. Um, I'm, I, I am waiting for Nintendo's more than a response i want some action to this i realize they did just roll it out and it's not supposed to be real beefy with the features but this is not your this is not a good first move for you nintendo this <laughs> this this really really isn't i uh oh yeah that that one kind of hurt and i can definitely understand why it hurt it's 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 not really nice when the thing that you say you're going to do to try to deter hackers just doesn't deter hackers. It's a uh, mm, little, little painful. But let's talk to something wonderful that's coming to Nintendo Switch, which kind of blows my mind a little bit. Saints Row the Third um, is apparently coming to the Nintendo Switch. I am, I am actually excited about this. Um, as stated on Deep Silver's UK Twitter, we're happy to announce that Saints Row the Third is coming to Nintendo Switch. More info to be revealed in due course. Hashtag Gamescom. I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm concerned about how the game is going to be running on the Nintendo Switch, considering the fact that in Japan there are already video games that are streaming to the Nintendo Switch that the Nintendo Switch cannot support. So that definitely makes me a little bit concerned about what exactly that's going to look like for 
look, look like for them. I'm I'm like, eh, I, I don't want don't give me something that I can't play to its full. I'm not going to say to its fullest potential, but without lag, I already own the whole Saints collection on Steam and Catherine's pretty beefy here. So I don't want to be able to take it someplace else, but then it lags all to high heaven. I don't really need to to do that, but we we don't know that that could happen. It could be the best thing ever since sliced bread and Pikachu's. I'm surprised about the fact that such a violent and just wacky game <clears throat> was re- was put onto the Nintendo Switch. But then again, they also put Doom on the Nintendo Switch, so eh, I guess I really shouldn't be surprised. Another thing that apparently is happening, which I know everybody saw, was the PlayStation Classic with 20 preloaded quote-unquote genre-defining video games. Now, it's apparently supposed to be about 45% smaller than the original PlayStation. Its look and feel is very similar to the original PSX. It comes with a USB cable, HDMI, and two controllers, and it will be available for $99 December 3rd, 2018. Now, I am, okay, I'm going to be real with you. It is a good move by Sony considering how much Nintendo had with their success. My concern with this is that this is going to be a breeding ground for scalpers. I am hoping that Sony does not follow Nintendo's path of limited quantities. Um, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of who Sony is going to have manufacturing these, but if you can make sure that you have more than three or five at anyone's local GameStop or Target, um, let's not do what McDonald's was doing with the Szechuan sauce and have like, you know, seven packets on hand when you have a line wrapping around your store. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do just a little bit better than that. But I think this is really going to be nice. Being able to play Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. I saved the best for last because I do remember playing Wild Arms back when I was in grammar school. And that sentence alone just made me realize how old I am. And now I'm sad. Okay. (laughs) I am hoping that this is going to be a wonderful success for Sony. I am will not be purchasing it because I still have a PlayStation 2, which is wonderfully backwards compatible, so I don't need to worry about anything like that. Not to mention, I'm not I'm not going to want to get it, realize I can't get it because everyone's pre-order system is going to be screwed up to all high heaven. For some reason, that seems to really be a saying with me tonight. And then realize that instead of paying $99, I'm going to have to pay $399 because that's the highest bidding price available on eBay. And that's just going to be absolutely lovely. And by that, I mean, no, not at all. So next next on our wonderful agenda is the fact that Skyrim's parent company files trademark for quote unquote Redfall. ZeniMax, the parent company of video game developer and publisher Bethesda, has filed a trademark application for Redfall. The trademark application covers a numbers of things, including PC and console video games. Now, 
the Bethesda released a video game called El- The Elder Scrolls Adventures Redguard back in 1998. And some people are speculating that Redfall could be the name of The Elder Scrolls 6. However, Bethesda has not commented. I am a little bit concerned, but to me, it was very similar to what Nintendo was doing with the Nintendo Switch, where it was called the Nintendo NX, and then we had seen that Sony had made a patent similar to that a few months before Nintendo had made their patent, but I'm assuming that if you are going to get a trademark for something, you intend to make something from it. But obviously nothing has been released and we don't have any new news. I'm hopeful. I I am definitely hopeful for it. The other thing I'm hopeful for is just to see exactly how long Fallout 76 will actually run because Bethesda wants it to run until the end of time. and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not joking or anything like that. Bethesda wants this game to run forever. I am. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I've seen quite a few, quite a few things released about Fallout 76. And aside from hoping that they can actually do something about griefing, it it looks like it will actually be. A good game. I don't know if I would still call it a Fallout game, but it does look like it will be a game completely of its own if I try to ignore everything that helped create it, like, you know, the entirety of the foundation of Fallout, period. But, ooh, excuse me, but what I, I I'm, I'm liking this. Um, it's a bold move to say that you want a game to run excuse me, forever, but according to Pete Hines, that's exactly what he wants to do. Other people have said, is your timeline for Fallout 76 two years or five years? And he said, well, they're still playing Morrowind, and you go online and you look at how many people are playing Fallout 4 and Skyrim. Those games have been out for four and seven years, and they are literally hundreds of thousands of people playing those games every single day, every single month. So... Fallout 76, our timeline, is in perpetuity. It seems as if what he's trying to do is also make this perpetuity happen with DLC, which I imagine you will need to try to make the game last as long as Heinz wants it to. He states, we've even taken this approach for past DLC. I don't know if you remember Fallout 3. Oh, I still love Fallout 3. I have many characters created in Fallout 3. The big consumer reaction when we launched that game was that they were all upset that it had an ending. Really? I mean, I do understand there was a certain point where you couldn't play anymore, but who would be mad for a game that actually has a proper ending? I like closure with things, but that's just me. And we were like, all the previous games had an ending. We thought we were sticking to what that franchise is, but they didn't want an ending. And we had a couple of DLCs in the works. But the third one we did, we were like, well, we need a DLC that removes the ending of the game and allows you to continue on. So 76 is going to be like that. All right, all right, tell me more. We have some ideas for this and that, but we will see what people want more of. Let's see what they respond to and support that. So you're telling me Bethesda's going to be listening to the consumers. All right, I can I can dig it. I can definitely support that. I, all right, I can, I can definitely get behind that. I am... I'm not, I can't even really say that I'm so much concerned about that because once again, if I just take everything 
if I remove from my mind that this game is not a continuation of four or New Vegas, though you do have people modding for to look like New Vegas, and it, they're doing an amazing job with that, by the way. Um, then I believe that on its own, it will still be a very nice game. I am hoping that it, I'm really hoping that it does well. I, yeah, I, I'm thinking that that is going to be fantastic. Now, I know that typically our podcast episodes, you know, go on for long and long and long, but you know, I, I, I want to make sure I give you guys the news. And if you do have anything, and I mean anything, like I think it's your, I, I think you're full of crap or I actually agree with you. And here's why. Please let me know on my Twitter, MRG underscore SBR. You can hit me up on my website, starbuttonreview.com or Really, because I worked really hard on making sure that this can happen, you could just type in SBR reports in Google and bam, you can find us. Whether it be on Stitcher, I'm working on Spotify, but we are on TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, whatever it is that you whatever it is that you use to listen to your podcast, or on Facebook, or on YouTube. I try to make sure I put this out everywhere. But with that being said, this is Mr. Gamer signing off.